Thank you for listening to the Hillsview Men's Ministry. We are a group of men building relationships to equip and encourage each other. Hey Siri, set timer for one hour. One hour, starting now. Man, it's been good. Well, I appreciate you guys coming this morning. Um, I'm not a profound speaker. I was a little nervous that nobody showed up this morning. I, I told uh, Cal, I said, maybe he shouldn't have publicized who was going to be speaking. Um, but what I'm going to be talking about is from my heart, um, personal, and, and sharing some of the struggles that I had. This fall, I was talking about what if with, with Cal. You know, what if, what if God hadn't allowed this or, you know, allowed, what if God hadn't created the heavens and the earth? What if, then I got to thinking, you know, you guys don't know me. So I thought, what if God, what if this hadn't happened in my life? So as we go through this, we're going to put a what if before all of these different things that has happened in my life. But then, does that end there? It's then what? Now what? Now what are we going to do? <coughs> so what if Cal and I had, Cal sent me a text last month. He says, what if I asked you to say, we, or what if I told you we had an opening for men's breakfast? I said, what, and, and you would be interested, and would you speak? And I said, what if I said yes? I said, now I just need to come up with a topic. <laughs> Um, so, as I as I think about my history or my my testimony, what if my dad my dad and mom hadn't got married? A lot of you know my knew my know my mom and my dad and and dad passed away last year. And so, what if they hadn't got married? What if mom and dad hadn't had had me? Uh, May 21st, 1967. You know, back in 67, there wasn't the two people or the two kids standard like there is today. I'm the third child. What if my parents hadn't had the desire for me to take and every time the church doors were open that I was there? Um, Went to camp most of my life. Was saved at Camp Palawasa, July 23rd, 1978. Graduated from high school in 1985, 1987, graduated from the Votech, um, went to work on a ranch and met uh, my, my uh, ex-wife, Katie, there. She wasn't my ex-wife then, she is now, but had four kids, moved to Montana to run her family sawmill, operated it and owned it for 25 years. And then I went to work for the State Highway Department. The winter of 2020, devotions weren't a thing that I needed. I thought I needed to have. So I put, put aside God, put aside reading the Bible. I filled it with pornography. Fall of 2020... My ex found out about it. 
and uh, said she couldn't trust me anymore. She asked me to leave. There's other things that, that have happened previous, and uh, so she asked me to leave, and so I lived in my, my camper. My camper was parked in, the, in my shop, and I lived, lived there for three months. One of the things about uh, being by myself in my, in my camper, I had a lot of time to read, think, and uh, really contemplate on what's, what's going to happen next. During this time, it was right around that time that my dad passed away. I loved my dad so dearly. I, I have so many people that tell me, you're so much like your dad. Well, that almost scares me. Because my dad, as a lot of you guys know, very godly man. And uh, so I, I struggled with that. And... Um, but what if, what if my dad hadn't passed away? Um, during this time, I, I, I read, dealing with the pornography issue, somebody suggested the book, Every Man's Battle. You don't have to be struggling with pornography to read this book because it talks about how to handle your thought process, your your, your eyes, how do you tr and uh, I recommend it. Very good. But what if somebody hadn't suggested that book to me? Where would I be at today? I went through counseling. My my ex said, "You need to get counseling." Okay, I went through counseling. <clears throat> Round dads. Dad's uh, passing, I, I came down to, uh, to Rapid City and um, by myself, and I was talking to, to Mom and uh, about, about pornography and stuff like that and, you know, the struggles. And She said, uh, you know, she says, Pastor Wes shared from the pulpit that he struggled with that at one time when he was in college. She says, you should call him. You know how hard that is for a man to call another man and say, I'm struggling with pornography. Can I come and talk to you? So I called Wes up. We came, I came up here to the church and, and uh, we, we shared, we cried, we prayed, we shared, we cried. And um, how, to, how to handle this, the, the pornography issue, or how he did. And then, uh, the, you know, because I wanted to figure out how to, how to get a gra grasp on it. You know, that's, that's one of the things that I, that I miss most about my dad was, you know, I, I, run, I run everything through my, past my dad, whether it was fixing, fixing anything. I run. I called Dad up and said, "Dad, how do we fix this?" So going through the divorce, going through the pornography issue, going through the sexual sins, the the the, the relationship with my my wife and family. Dad, how would I fix this? 
I, I really seeked out my, I was, I was wanting my dad's advice. But God has put some godly men um, to, to help me out and to encourage me. After I shared with, with Pastor Wes, what a relief it was to me. Knowing that I was not the only one. I mean, yeah, I read the book, Every Man's Battle. I read it twice. But yet, it still was a, was a, was a struggle for me to, to admit that I, that I had it. And, uh, but it, it, was just, it was really neat to, to be able to share with him and just the, the, the comfort from that. And, I, and then that started that friendship that Wes and I have as far as talking to him. And, uh, you know, last fall, after Dad passed away, I thought, I'll never move to Rapid City. I have no desire to move to Rapid City. I'm going to stay up. I'm going to stay up in Montana. I'm going to come down. I came down here. I thought, I'm going to take care of things with Dad and Mom. And then I'm going to go back to Montana and, and take care of my, my family deal up there. And I had a godly man says, don't forget to take care of yourself and uh, so I, I realized that uh, <clears throat> if dad hadn't passed away would I move to Rapid City I don't know we don't we don't know that I don't know that but dad passed away I came I came down uh, for dad's birthday and, and Christmas with mom and um I interviewed at, at three different places and was offered all three jobs, and I, um, I couldn't figure out how I could fit three eight-hour jobs in a 24-hour period. <clears throat> so I just took one. Um, and I moved here in January, and I got plugged into this church with men's breakfast, helping out with the, the wild game feed. <clears throat> and I was talking with, with Jeb after his, his presentation, and... and uh, I said, you know, I said, I got something that's really been in the back of my mind of, as far as something to share. I taught Hunter's Ed for, in Montana for, for over 25 years, talking about habitat, animal habitat. So I says, what's our spiritual habitat? And I'm going to leave it right there because I'm going to share next game feed about what's our spiritual habitat. But what if God hadn't put that thought into my mind. What if God hadn't said, you need to move to Rapid City? Um, one, of the, one of the things that uh, moving here with Camp Helwasa being a very important part of my spiritual life as far as saved there um, in, in 1978 up at Salvation Army Camp, um, is now Camp Hallowasa has this new facility down in Hot Springs, and our church was responsible for, for, for doing the bathroom, one of the bathrooms in it, and, and traveling back and forth with Cal and, and, and other men. What an awesome time of just sharing that, that commute time. It makes the trip go that much faster. Um, I cherished them, them that time, and I, and I hope I was in... I hope Cal was as much as encouraged from it as, as I was 
the time that we had. I mean, Cal was not the only one that I traveled back and forth with, but that was that was just uh, an awesome time. Since I've moved to Rapid City, I've rekindled some some past friendships and obviously built some new ones. Um, I forewarned Doug. Doug Horst is one of our my coworkers. One of the awesome things about our job the last couple uh, last couple months is we've been working up by Sugar Shack, so we have to drive up there every day to get to trucks. And, and I've been running the loader, but we get a lot of commute time. So Doug and I ride ride along, and we encourage one another, and and uh, just and it's, it's been awesome. It's been awesome, and uh, we 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 talk about. We're, we're, we're very sure that the things that we're talking about in our pickup is not the same thing that they're talking about in the other pickup. But, you know, talking with, with Doug, find, found out, that, you know what? He's a man, too. He struggles, struggled. We all have issues. And, uh, and I appreciate that. So what if these things hadn't happened? All these things. One of the things about the what ifs, you know what? They're all in the past. So God, now, now what? Now what? My challenge to you tonight, today is don't think that you are the only one that struggles with something. After talking with, with brothers in Christ, been reassured that we all go through the same things, whether it's pornography, whether it's divorce, whether it's alcohol, whether it's gambling, you can name other things that, that we all struggle with. If you struggle with one of those issues, don't hold it. Don't hold it in. Share it with somebody. And you might not even know that they struggle with that issue. Pull them aside and say, hey, I want to talk to you. Go on a long drive with somebody. That's an awesome time to, to talk. We're going we're gonna to go to, we're going to go over a wall. What for? We just, just got to go to a wall. I don't, I don't know if you can get there from here. <laughs> yeah. So if, if, you, if, you, if you find that you struggle with something, find accountability, brother. Maybe the same, same thing will happen to you that happened to me after sharing. You just felt, huh. you know, a, a year ago, pornography to me was, I don't want to talk about it. But it's only by the grace of God that I can stand before you guys and say, you know what? I struggled with it. Have I got it conquered? <clears throat> Absolutely not. But I've found that, that God has given me some tools to, uh, to uh, help me conquer the desire or the, the urge. Um, I would... I would be a horrible witness right now in a in a uh, 
in a in a lawsuit or something like that, if somebody says, "Well, what was she wearing?" I don't know. I didn't look at her. You know. So God has God has helped me in that in that area. One of the interesting things that happened this uh, <clears throat> this last week, Cal and I have talked about about this as far as the divine timing in our devotions, how God takes and, and uh, the the daily bread, how these, these the daily bread um, was was written months ago, but it's just like you open that up and you go. Well, I needed that today. You know, so what 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 if God hadn't allowed that, you know, hadn't hadn't put that on that person's mind way back then? Now what? Now I can take this truth that that this person has has put forth and and shared. Um, this week, and I'll share the scripture here in a little bit. This week the, the scripture was Second uh, Corinthians one. Some verses in there talking about suffering, and uh, I read it. And my notes from from for for today were there on the table, and after I read it, I go, I got to remember that. So I wrote it down, wrote down that reference. So then I'm I'm traveling up through, heading up the benchmark to load the gravel trucks, and and I. My phone dings and I look at it and it's from Cal. He said, uh, got to thinking about you today, talking about suffering, you know, why God allows us to suffer, sends these things, these struggles into our life. He says, I, I got to thinking about you and it, it just, I wanted to share it with you. And so the divine timing, I mean, I had already read it. But yet, it was still encouragement, encouraging to me to hear that from, from another brother. I know I'm the only one this ever happens to, but sometimes we hear a, a message or we hear a, uh, a topic or a song or, or read a devotion, and we think, man, I wish he could hear this. I wish she could hear this. But then God is gone. God's going, hey, you knucklehead. If I wanted them to hear it, I'd give it to them. This is for you. And uh, so, so what if? Um, and, and, and now what? Maybe you don't have any addictions. But maybe you can be that one brother in Christ that would be available to have somebody come alongside and, 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 and talk to and, and, and listen to. Listen to their issues. Listen to their struggles. One of the verses, you know, I was, I was last, last fall when I was uh, trying to come up with a, when, when I would encounter the, the thoughts, the, the, the pornography and have that urge, I was trying to think of a, a Bible verse that I could that I could uh, respond back to it, but the only thing that I could the first thing that popped into my mind was growing up in the church and, and, and Sunday school. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. 
Oh, be careful what eyes what you see, for the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful what eyes what you see. Oh, be careful little lips what you say. Oh, be careful little hands what you do. Be careful little feet where, where you go. So when I would encounter the urge for the pornography, God would lay that, that song on and I, I'd start singing it or thinking it. Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love, so be careful little eyes what you see. James 4.11 says, Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. So if, if you know of somebody that struggles with an, area, with an issue, don't speak evil about them. Don't, don't gossip. Don't share that with, with other, other people saying, he, he did this. Can you believe it? 2 Corinthians 1 Verses 3 um, through 8. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy and God of all comfort, who comforts, comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so our comfort is abundant through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, whether is if, which is effective in the patient enduring of the same suffering, which also we suffer. And our hope for you is to firm, is to firmly grounded, knowing that as you are shares of our sufferings, so also you are shares of our comfort. So God is there to comfort us in all of our sufferings. Whatever it is, whether it's, in my case, it was pornography, whether it was alcohol, whether it's gambling, um, or any other bad habits that you might have. James 5.16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. The hardest thing for a man to do, for most men, is to confess their sin to another brother. For me to go to Wes, say, Wes, I struggle with, with pornography. That was hard. But yet, I knew he wasn't going to judge me for that. It talks about confessing your sins to, to another brother. Open up and admit what areas you struggle with. It tells us to pray for, for uh, our brothers. Are you satisfied with your prayer life? Do you pray with confidence that, that God will answer that prayer? If somebody says, pray, please pray for this, do you? When? Last spring, I needed to make one more trip to Montana to, or, or make a trip to Montana to get some more of my stuff. And I asked a, a brother in the church to, to pray for me this week. You know what he did right then? He says, let's just pray right now. Right then, right after church. I mean, we, we prayed about it. 
So don't think, oh, I'll pray about it when we get home. Or I'll pray about it whenever. Pray about it right then. Can you, this is, this is a long shot for some of us. Can you remember five prayer requests from last week? So think about that. Is your time in the word balanced with prayer? Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against you, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. We know of, in the Old Testament, there was, David had had sins that, that were recorded, and, but yet God still forgave him. So even though each one of us struggles with something, God will, will still forgive us. So my final thought, final verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you are also doing. One of the neat things... <clears throat> Got here this morning, and, and uh, before I came in, I spent some time in prayer, and, and uh, then then Cal and I <clears throat> spent some time in prayer before you guys got here. Had some other brothers in Christ that came in this morning and said, "I've been was praying for you." Thank you. Don't stop. And as I pray for pray for each one of you guys, I won't stop. But you can encourage other brothers in Christ in lots of different ways, whether it's being a listening ear, whether it's walking up to him saying, how can I pray for you this week? I'm going to steal a line from Jeb's presentation back in this last winter. How are you doing? It was in relationship to, uh, to one of his problems that he had in his life. So how are you doing? And that, that's a question that, that uh, I'm glad I've got a couple guys that ask me that with, with my, my, my pornography issues. How are you doing? And uh, so that's, that's my challenge to you. Encourage one another. Be there for, for each brother. And um, just encourage one another in different ways. Let's just... Uh, Pause and, 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 and have a word of prayer. Lord, you um, are so awesome. You're an awesome God, and, and, and Lord, you, you have a, a forgiving spirit within you. And Lord, I just pray that you will give each one of us the desire to... Um, maybe, maybe some of us struggle with, with, with certain issues. Lord, we can't... We can't handle it on our own. Lord, just give us the desire to, to uh, maybe bring a brother in Christ alongside of us and, and uh, to be encouraged with them and, and, and be encouraged from them. But Lord, just help us to look to you more. And um, Lord, I just pray that this morning that you'll help each one of us to um, just open up our lives to, to those around us 
that we might show, show forth your love. And Lord, if we have a, an area in our life that we struggle with, Lord, that you'll just give us the, the wisdom, the desire to conquer the sin that you have uh, put us through. Lord, we just thank you for your, your comfort and how you uh, continue to bless us each and every day. Lord, we thank you for this time now. In Jesus' name, amen.